I'm Ed Randall, and you're listening to Baseball and Barbecue. Baseball and Barbecue Studios in Long Island, New York. This is episode number 122 of Baseball and Barbecue. My name is Jeff Cohen. I'm here with the absolutely fabulous Leonard Aberman. Leonard, how are you? I'm absolutely fabulous. <laughs> What's going Jeff, on, Leonard? I love it. I, I just, uh, I'm not loving the fact that there's no baseball. Oh, God, uh, don't get me started. Yeah, well, I'm not going to get you started. This episode's going to be released in just uh, a couple of days, and is will, it maybe a miracle will happen, and there'll be an announcement. And when this podcast comes out, people will listen and say, "What are you guys talking about? There's baseball." But I have my doubts. But I'm going to try and be optimistic. But speaking of baseball, Jeff, we got to give a shout out. Shout out! That was beautiful. We have to give a shout out to none other than can I, I I'm feeling it. Here we go. Gary Mack and Rich Baxter of <laughs> the baseball talk radio show. They are just two guys like us. You know, they, they love the subject they talk about. They talk about baseball. Gary, of course, has his own podcast that talks about the Mets. Rich has one that talks about the Phillies. But every week they get together and they do this baseball talk radio show, and it is really good. That's all I'm going to say. It's really good. Yes, thank you Give for them. We've been we're big supporters of them, and uh, and they are big supporters of us. And thank you for all, all their support. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Gary and Rich. Yeah. And so before we this thing gets away from us, because I was going to say something else, but let's just let's just mention that this episode is going to have Mitch Benjamin. And so Mitch Benjamin of, um, of course, wrote meet a Mitch. book called, yes, meet Mitch wrote a book called barbecue revolution. So we've got that interview. And of course we have, uh, Brett Mandel from baseball, which for you guys who are listening now, you know, we always mention them fantastic grilling tools and accessories. You'll hear the interview. You'll, the spatula with a barbecue with a baseball bat handle. How cool is that? You know, it's just it's great. But but I was going to say one other thing, Jeff. Go ahead. I'm delaying because I can't remember what it was. Oh. I hope you're going to edit this. Well, in the meantime, <laughs> I will say you can give us a call at 516-855-8214. Len, 
kind of remember what you're going to say. Email us at baseball at BBQ at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page. Please, please comment on our Facebook page. Twitter, tweet us at baseball and BBQ. Instagram, baseball and barbecue with barbecue is all spelled out. Our website is www.baseballandbbq.weebly.com. And please go on Amazon, not Amazon, go on Apple Podcasts and please rate and review it. us. Yes. I remembered what I was going to say. I was going to say that I put out a uh, I wrote a note on on a Facebook page, which is a uh, baseball book, I guess, a baseball book reviews. And, you know, and I put it out there for any authors that were interested in coming on the show. And the response has been enormous. So anyone listening to this show that responded, we will get back to you. It, it's amazing at the, the all the baseball books. And I didn't even put that out to the barbecue groups. That was the baseball group. So it, it's just amazing how many great baseball books there are. And we're looking forward to having these authors on and uh, and talking about it. Absolutely. Glenn, you want to get to our first interview? Absolutely. Mitch Benjamin who wrote Barbecue Revolution, Meet Mitch, of course, is his uh, meetmitch.com, is his M- website. M-E-A-T. Yes, Mitch. M-E-A-T, Meet Mitch. And, of course, this book has a special intro by his friend, George Brett, who calls him Mitchy. Yes, <laughs> enjoy. Baseball and barbecue fans, you know that we have what we call the perfect guest. Because they can talk baseball and they can talk barbecue. So they are the perfect guest. And tonight we bring you a perfect guest. (laughs) He is a competition champ, barbecue competition champ, I should say. Maker of sauces and rubs. Restaurateur. And the man has done so much. And since he lives in Kansas City, I figure he must have hit 317 home runs playing for the Kansas City Royals. And I believe that he is the closest that's ever come to hitting 400 since it was done uh, by hitting, I think, uh, 390 at some point. Mm-hmm. We have on with us George. Oh, wait, that's not George Brett. No, that's, no. <laughs> that's Mitch Benjamin. Mitch, <laughs> I got confused because I've got this book here and it's signed by Mitch Benjamin and George Brett. <laughs> All right. Mitch, hopefully, you know, Jeff, my my wife says nobody gets my sense of humor. Hopefully, hopefully the joke went over big or small. (laughs) But we are out to have you with us, Mitch Benjamin. Hey, thank you so much, guys. I couldn't be more excited to talk about baseball and barbecue. They're two of the absolute, absolute most passion in my life. So uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say and, and talk about both things with you. Awesome. And and let me just say, we're going to basically, Mitch, I think we're going to tag team you tonight. All Uh-oh. right. Because Jeff, we, we both know our baseball, but Jeff is like the, I would say the idiot savant of baseball. Okay. Just, okay. Yeah. And so we're, we're going to do a little tag team, but let me just, the, the first thing I just want to get out of the way and not get out of the way is you've written this book and I'm just sort of, for anybody that sees this video, it's called barbecue revolution. <laughs> and it it is and I joked, but it's written by Mitch Benjamin. And there is actually a forward 
by his good friend, George Brett. And we got very lucky because the book that I have is signed by both Mitch Benjamin and George Brett. And it is just fantastic. Again, Barbecue Revolution, innovative barbecue recipes from an all-star pit master. If you ever wonder what to make, if you're tired of making the same thing over and over, this is the book for you. Mitch, thank you. <laughs> Shall I let you talk? No, no, I appreciate it. I'm just, um, as I said earlier, I'm excited to talk to you guys. And and it's fun that you got a, a copy of the book beforehand. And if you had an opportunity to preview, preview it and go through it and have uh, fun. And and you got what I was going after really is is what to do with all the barbecue and and it's broken into three sections. There's competitive barbecue. There's a section about restaurants that I own and, and how we do stuff there. And there's a section about, you know, what to do with that 16 ounce brisket when it's done and your wife's looking at you telling you to get it out of the refrigerator, you know? So it's a, it's a lot of fun. There's desserts, there's drinks, there's, there's baseball, there's uh, everything that you two are about. So I'm excited to share the evening with you. Yeah. And thank you very much. This, these book, this book is great. The pictures are, are I mean, making me hungry and <laughs> uh, 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 just, just terrific. And it's not only you, you have a couple of pit masters in here as well. who give their sure. recipes as well. Yeah, bar- uh, you know, boys, barbecue is community. Really. It's a, it's a, a brethren, it's fellowship. It's we get together, we travel across the country. We compete in these big uh, competitions. We travel across the world. I spent time in New Zealand with friends and, and competing over at meat stock and, and it's a community and we're all together and, and, you know, barbecue and sports go hand in hand and baseball, apple pie and ribs. Uh, I think that's what they used to say, right? <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> Forget Chevrolet. That's in- <laughs> baseball, apple pie and ribs. <laughs> Sing with me, boys. That's your new theme song. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mitch, you mentioned the book, you know, Jeff has a son who's who actually, uh, he just turned 21, if I could say that. Happy birthday, oh, Ian. I have, my son just turned 21 as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. And happy birthday to him. Yeah. And he he loves to barbecue. And he he got in touch with Jeff and he said, Dad, I, I want to make burnt ends when I get home. Yeah. Now, burnt ends are, they're incredible. But I don't think a lot of people really know how to make them. Do you have like a burnt end for dummies recipe or for beginners? I should say in my book. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) See, Jeff. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm on the page. It says competition style beef brisket and burnt ends. Burnt ends. Yeah. There you go. All right. Was that a setup or what? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually, uh, uh, in 2019, moved over to Paris for a few months to open a barbecue restaurant, a Kansas City style barbecue restaurant right on the on the Seine and made burn ends every night and would walk out to the you know, the floor with a tray of them and just hand them out to people and just watch their eyes light up. I mean, they are a candy. They're a delicacy of barbecue. They're phenomenal. And they are, you know, the heritage is, is Kansas City. So it's fun to make them and share them around not only the the country, but the world. It's awesome. Absolutely. And I can't wait for him to come home and, and uh, we'll get into the backyard and make it ourselves. <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking at the book. I mean, I, I, at the beginning, you know, the George Brett forward is great. Looking at the pictures. I, I noticed a picture of you and a famous Yankee. And I, I told Len, well, there's something you have in common. You both have a picture of you and, and Mariano R- Rivera. Yeah, he's an amazing individual, isn't he? We yeah, were, uh, I was invited to go to Yankee Stadium to cook for Derek Jeter's retirement party. 
So uh, my team and I, we went and did both dugouts, the home and away. It was a Sunday evening game and they were against the Royals, which made it obvious, you know, why I was there, but they, they brought me in and it was a rain delay and Mariano, obviously, you know, his role in the dugout, he hung out with us. I'm going to say for two hours, it was one of the coolest and most unique experiences that I've had. He talked to us in the locker room just me and my boys and uh, told us stories about having guys wash his car in the parking lot, you know, just one story after another. And it was so cool. He had, he was so inquisitive. He wanted to know all about the barbecue. He wanted to take him step-by-step through what we did and what was going on. And he was just one of the most genuine guys. He signed personal balls to each one of us before we left. And, you know, he, he was more interested in hanging out with us as we were starstruck hanging out with him, if you can believe that. He just was, you know, just an all-around cool, cool guy. Mariano called Len the barbecue guy. (laughs) (laughs) When we were, and so I I got the chance to spend the day with uh, Mariano and Tino Martinez, and we took, we threw in the bullpen, and I haven't thrown a baseball in the longest time, and Mariano and I had a catch. And I said to Mariano, I said, I, I, I'm a better barbecuer than I am a baseball <laughs> player. And I mentioned some foods. And from that point on, they ca- Oh, actually, it was even before that. I, I asked Mariano to come on the podcast and I called it, it said baseball and barbecue. And then he and Tino, every time I saw them, hey, barbecue guy, hey, barbecue guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said have a catch, field of dreams. That's pretty good. <laughs> it was fun. So, Mitch, let's go back. We, we, sure. we tend to be all over the place here and i'm going to rein it in all right you are originally from you went to school see this is the stalking part i can't deny Uh that i know you went to penn state yes i did right are you from the east coast i am i'm from lancaster pennsylvania amish country the the horse and buggy and the whole nine yards (laughs) very nice I like that. Uh, I've been there a number of times. It's oh, you have okay, good, great. Oh, good. I, well, I go to the tourist places like Good and Plenty. That okay. all you can eat. <laughs> Dutch Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Places. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy in the monorail going around. Yeah. And around. <laughs> of course. Exactly. <laughs> but all right. So, how did you end up from graduating Penn State, being in Pennsylvania? to Kansas City, Missouri. Take yeah, us, so I, t- I tend to journey. follow my passions big time. So I'm a big golf guy too, with as long, you know, along with baseball and barbecue. So uh, my goal in life in high school and growing up was playing golf. And I wanted to go to work for TaylorMade Golf. And that was what I wrote my English 101 pamphlet on was the G Loomis shaft and the brand new TaylorMade driver all through college. I did it. I went after it and I got it. And shortly after I graduated from Penn State in 1994, I was got my job and I moved to Kansas City in 1996. So that's how I ended up there. And I worked for TaylorMade for the next 21 years of my life. So that really gave me the entree into meeting like George Brett and a lot of the baseball players. And it really set the stage for me to, uh, uh, you know, be a part of baseball here in Kansas City. So that's how I ended up in, in Kansas City was through TaylorMade Golf. So it's been a it's been a fun ride. I mean, everybody loves baseball and everybody loves barbecue and everybody loves golf. 
Yes. And Kansas City is Kansas City. We we had on the, our very first guest on this podcast was Bob Kendrick, the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Right on. And, and he was also a perfect guest. We spoke about all about the the baseball and the and the Royal Stadium and of course barbecue. And I asked Bob Kendrick. I said, I said, Bob, do you barbecue? And he said. When you live in Kansas City, you don't need to barbecue. <laughs> Everyone does it for you. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, so- it is it is definitely the fabric of the community. Obviously, where I grew up in on the East Coast, you know, it was not a big thing. And I didn't know anything about it. And I moved in to a house next door to a guy that had a pool, a refrigerator full of beer, and a smoker that was always billowing. And full of food. So you can imagine I was going, pulling in my driveway and going next door as opposed to my own house just about every day. So he taught me everything that I needed to know to get started. And then I was uh, immediately introduced to the American Royal Barbecue Competition, which is the Uh, largest barbecue competition in the world. And turns out to be the largest party in the world, boys. If you can, (laughs) Uh hay bales, you know, the Dixie jeans, the whole thing going on. It's as cool as it can be, the music blaring. And so I signed up the next year. I bought a smoker. I signed up. I'm in the American Royal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're in it. You can't win it if you're not in it. (laughs) And I've done it for the last 22 years. So it's been been a heck of a ride, let me tell you. And and your first competition, you you came in third, but you you already left the the, the, uh, the Royale thinking, uh, what were you thinking? You read my book. I did. <laughs> you little st- you're the guy. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's just been so much fun. It, it, and, and with baseball, the ties have been amazing. I mean, I can remember as early as 2006, George Brett, out of the blue, surprises me. We're doing a uh, fundraiser for Harvesters, which is a local Kansas City company and doing ribs, selling them, raising all the money for them. George knows what's going on. You guys know Tommy Lasorda. Sure. I think this is this is 2006, and, and he was part of the 1956 Kansas City A's. You two probably remember that, right? We're not so, that old. <laughs> so it was a 50-year reunion for him, and uh, George brought him to my house. And we oh, had so wow. many people working, you know, kids and dads and moms and families. And in walks Tommy Lasorda, as you can imagine, to my driveway. And George brings him in. And Tommy's just wanting ribs like you can't believe. He's We got brisket, ribs. He's having a ball. Next thing you know, he's got a glass of red wine in his left hand, a rib in his right hand. He's got 12 kids sitting Indian style surrounding him. And another 15, 16 dads behind him, all staring at him. And he's holding court. It was one of the coolest evenings I've ever had. I, my son at that time, there's a there's a cool children's book, uh, a series by Dan Gutman. And he wrote a book called Roberto and Me about Roberto Clemente. And my son had just done um, a book report on this. And so he raises his hand. And they don't know who Tommy Lasorda is from Adam. As you can imagine, they're looking up at him and thinking he's the penguin from Batman. They have no idea or any respect. <laughs> Meanwhile, all the dads are staring at him. You know, it's the greatest night since our honeymoon. We don't know what's going on. It's awesome. <laughs> and uh, he he raises his hand and says, uh, sir, do you know Roberto Clemente? And Tommy, with sauce down his shirt 
everything says, do I know Roberto Clemente? And just launches into like four <laughs> different stories nonstop. I mean, it was the, one of the coolest evenings ever. Wow. And that was kind of my first entree into really getting into the, the teams and the players and getting to be a part. And it's all through barbecue. Wow. So, Jeff, this is the, the best segue. Go ahead. Baseball, whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, I, no. I, and, and, you know, what I... But I, when I was doing my, I wouldn't call it stalking. I called the research trolling. <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. you went that all star game experience, and you catered. That oh, must have yeah. been a hell of an experience. I mean, tell yeah. us about that. That mean, I mean, I mean, you must have told the story a million times. But if you don't mind, no, that, that, that to your testament, that was maybe the coolest weekend I've ever had outside of the my wedding and birth of my children am i covered on that so um, and you mentioned honeymoon before so is yeah, it was yeah, it yeah, as it good all... as the honeymoon <laughs> maybe a so, little better that was 2012 and kansas city was fortunate enough to host the all-star game major league baseball all-star game and what that entails is three nights right there's sunday monday and tuesday and George Brett, being a good buddy of mine, was nice enough to coin me as the ambassador to a barbecue to Major League Baseball and All-Star Game. So I got the opportunity, along with my teammates, to host three nights. And there's two locker rooms. There's always an away locker room and a home locker room. Uh, so for three nights. So Sunday night was the celebrity all the celebrity all-star game, right? Where they, the celebrity softball game, right. I think they have the rookies play first and the celebrities play. That was a hoot. Let me tell you. So a funny story from that, you remember uh stone street was it Eric stone street. Yeah, sure. For modern family, modern family. Yeah. Yeah. So he's there. I'm standing with him and bill self. Who's the, you know, head basketball coach of the Jayhawks, KU, Kansas. And I've known Bill for a while through my tailor-made, you know, experience. I fit him several times. So I played golf with him and George and whatnot. And we're talking and the, the three of us are looking right in front of us is Raleigh Fingers. You remember Raleigh Fingers with sure. the, oh, yeah, the, the mustache. curly mustache. Yes, of course. And uh, right across mm-hmm. from him is Bo Jackson. And these two are in a com- uh, conversation. They're both seated. And everybody's got their jerseys and their names on their back. And Stone Street looks at me, looks at Bill. He goes, Bill, he goes, go stand to the right of Raleigh and just stand there. And he goes, okay, okay. And then he goes, he looks at me, he goes, Mitch, take a picture. So then he goes to the left and I take a picture and it's the back of their jerseys and it's Stone Street finger self. (laughs) (laughs) Raleigh had no idea what was going on on. and for the next 30 minutes there was a carousel of different people getting their pictures taken with Raleigh fingers in the center of it (laughs) it was was very funny but so that was Sunday night Monday night was a home run derby and this is kind of where it all clicked for me they're getting ready. George is getting escorted through the hallway. So underneath the, the stadiums, you can get, you know, from one dugout to the next dugout from the locker room to the locker room. Nobody sees any of this. It's kind of cool. Right. And we're all roaming around doing our deal. I'm moving back and forth, checking for stuff. And Georgie goes, Mitchie boy. He goes, I'm going up to the stadium, grab a pan of ribs. Let's go. So I'm like, okay, Podsy, I'm in. So I ran, I get a pat, a, a big pan of ribs. I get escorted with him up to the, the stands and 
it's the baseball tonight crew, right? For the home run derby. It's Chris Berman. Back, 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 back. Mm-hmm. It's uh Nomar Garcia Pera. It's John Crook and George. They're sitting there. And I bring this rack of ribs and and or the the pan of ribs, and George puts them in front of Crook. Oh Crook, boy, he, he can't help himself. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this. He can't help himself. Oh, oh yeah, he's, he's an eater. He's into him. He's just <laughs> mowing him down like a lawnmower. Stuff's pouring down his chin. They ultimately made a, uh, a slow motion movie of it to Chariots of Fire that went viral. That was hysterical. <laughs> and Adam Jones from the Orioles comes out of the bullpen or not the bullpen, the dugout and grabs them, starts eating them, st- eating them, stands there pointing at the ribs saying, these are the best ribs I ever had. And he's like, George is like, you like those ribs? That's my friend, Mitch. Meet Mitch. M-E-A-T-M-I-T-C-H dot com. <laughs> crashed my website crashed everything that i had ever tried to put together it was just amazing there were six million people watching it i'm fortunate enough to be standing right there with the team um, my phone was buzzing more than anything i've ever felt in my pocket in my life i get it pulled out i've got like 162 text messages it was just one of those surreal 15 minutes of fame that i'll never forget and always appreciate it was just a, a one-of-a-kind experience that's amazing. Mitch, tell, us, tell us about George Brett, as we said, wrote the forward. You've got some wonderful stories about him, but explain, how did you meet George? And uh, just, you know, yeah. explain a little bit. About well, him. I'll tell you exactly how it happened. I moved here, as I said, with Taylor Makeoff and my, and my uh, wife now was my fiance at the time. So she took on a job. You guys got to remember, I'm 24 years old at this point in time. And she took on a job. And there was an intern working with her named Sarah Allison. And Sarah was George's nanny to Jackson and Dylan Brett at that time. I don't think Robin was even born at that time. And so she went and said, hey, I'm working with this new girl. They just moved here. Her, her fiance is the new tailor-made rep. Well, George at this point is retired. They're planning his Hall of Fame ceremony and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, really? Golf guy? All right, give me his number. So at this point in time, this is 1996. We didn't have cell phones. Remember? Oh yeah. You were, you were lucky if you had a beeper and I didn't even know what that thing did. So what we, we, we did have caller ID. So I'm sitting at my desk and I have caller ID and it says George Brett on there. And I said, Holy shit. I said, okay, pick up the phone. Hello. He goes, Mitch, George Brett. I'm like, <laughs> Hi. Hi, I'm sure it was like seven octaves higher, right? Hi. And he's like, hey, Sarah told me that you just moved into town. You work for TaylorMade. Yep. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? Meanwhile, I had like seven appointments scheduled for tomorrow. I, you know, I was going to see every country club I was going. I was just, you know, I had just gotten into town. I got to work. I go, I am not doing anything tomorrow. (laughs) Nothing. And he said, sounds good. Why don't you meet me at Indian Hills Country Club at eight? I'm like, okay, great. Thank you. So to play golf, he asked me to play golf. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I called all the seven guys. I made up something I can't even remember. I show up in Indian Hills and he and I walked 18 holes of golf together. Just two of us. I didn't make a par until the 18th hole. And he looks at me, he goes, you better pick up your game, Mitchell. You're not going to last in this business very long. <laughs> I was so nervous, but I was so entertained. What I'd never told him was that I had a poster of him 
you know, and a million guys, but above my bed growing up as a youth and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was a little starstruck. It was unbelievable. But ever, you know, ever since then, he's been just the most unbelievable friend and confidant and ambassador to the brand, as you can tell from the book. And and mm-hmm. uh, he even go, comes to competitions. You know, he, he he's competitive. That guy is competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a great guy to have in your tent if you're uh, if you're looking to turn in a winner. Sure. Not only that, I saw a video of him doing doing a, a pizza. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza review <laughs> you wearing Mitch Mitch Mitch's t-shirt. Yeah. Well, I was with him, so I got a call from my nephew Ben Ward. He's uh, he was just in, this was probably five years ago, I think, and he said, "Hey, Mitch, have you heard of this Barstool Sports?" And I'm like, "No." And I'm this is five six years years ago. I'm like, and I'm a big sports guy. I'm ESPN every day. I watch. Good morning football every morning when I wake up, you know, watch every episode of it. And I'm like, no, he's like, well, hey, he's like, this is big. It's a different kind of media. He goes, I think I can get you on here, but you have to bring George, you know, that would sell you to get you on this thing. I'm like, oh, all right. You know, anytime, you know, being friends with George throughout the years, you get asked to do a million things. Of course. You know, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'll check it out. So I checked it out a little bit and I'm like, yeah, there's some legs to this thing. And it took me probably three weeks to build up my confidence to ask George to say, hey, look, there's this opportunity. It's in uh, New York City and it's Barstool Sports. He's like, Barstool Sports. I often love that thing. I got the app. I look at it every day. Those guys are hysterical. I'm like, all right. So you want to go? He goes, yeah, let's go. I'm like, all right, man, I'm in. So I let my nephew know. And he's like, what? Well, he gave me a heads up. He's like, hey, you know, they're going to expose every weakness that the two of you have, especially George, not me. Obviously, I'm not the the, the focal point. But I, so I said to George, I'm like, George, they're going to talk about your hemorrhoids. They're talking about the viral video of you shitting your pants. They're going to talk about anything. And he's like, Mitch, I'm a big boy. I can effing handle it. I'm like, all right, let's go. So I made all the barbecue ahead of time, put it in coolers. Flew, checked it, flew, took it to Barstool, had the opportunity to heat it up in their kitchen. And it was cool. I mean, we were in their headquarters. There's 74 people there. There's guys in beanbag chairs. There's guys walking around with cameras. There's a funny story where where, uh, George thinks this one guy looks like a hobo, right? And he's like, hey, where'd you go to school? Yeah. No, not yeah. Where did you go to school? Yeah. And George is like, what, what, where did he go? I go, I think he went to Yale. And he's like, the guy's like, yeah, I went to Yale. And he's like, holy shit, what are you doing here with all these cops? <laughs> it's absolutely hysterical. So I had warned him, and it wasn't long before they had grabbed him, taken him off to a room. And I'm nervous now because I feel like I'm kind of looking out for him. You know, I feel responsible for him being there. And I don't know, are you too familiar with the video that went viral where he said that he shit his pants? I'm not, no. Okay, no, I don't know that one either. It was it was a big one that was very. You should YouTube it because it's extremely funny. Uh-huh. It was after a crab leg dinner in Vegas. So anyway, they took him. They did some funny skits, some crazy skits. One of the ones was obviously you know the pine tar incident. So that would know <laughs> that that you know yeah, that so was a really famous one. So we re they recreated it. They had him write a blog. So they had him sit there on a on a computer tablet that was covered with my barbecue sauce, my womp sauce. And they had him write a blog 
funny. It was headline that they already done, which is a little controversial, but funny. And then they recreated, you know, where Billy Martin came out and gave him crap about the, the, the length of the pine tar on the bat. They all came and converged on the mound. And then they decided that he was out. Right. So they recreated that in a fun, whimsical way. George was off to the side and they decide that his blog isn't legal. Right. So they hold up the iP- the, the keyboard with the barbecue sauce and say, you're out. And famously, as George ran out of the dugout in real life, just going crazy, he did the same thing. They caught it all on film. (laughs) (laughs) One take, it was unbelievable. When they yelled cut, they were holding him back with all their might. And the guy holding the keyboard went, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I guess I thought he was going to kill me. I go, he might have. Uh, he might have killed you. <laughs> it's hysterical. But then you referenced the one bite challenge, and we did that. That was uh, we Dave Portnoy, El Presidente. George and I jumped in a car with him and drove across town for the afternoon and and did a pizza challenge, which was very fun. And and yes, I strategically dressed George in a meat mitt shirt, you know, to help me. Uh-huh. And we had fun, and I got to participate in that. And we actually put burn ends on the pizza, and there's some drama to it. But at the end. El Presidente gave my burn ends a 9.9, which to this day is still the highest ranked food item on the show. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's talk about other, other food. I mean, you just you do more than ribs and, and burnt ends and brisket. I'm looking through your book and I see the best crab cakes ever. Oh, ever, ever, ever. ever. Tell yes. us about it then. Well, I'm a, I'm a seafood nut. Like I love seafood, so I'm not meat centric at all. I mean, and I grew up obviously in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, not far from uh, the Chesapeake Bay and not far from Maryland, where all the famous crab cakes are are known. And lo and behold, I found the best crab cake, you know, down in, in the Florida area, the seaside area. And I just bugged and bugged and bugged and bugged and bugged the waiter to tell me how they made these crab cakes. And I got more and more information. And then I went home and I just worked on it. I mean, that's kind of the stuff I do. So I'll try it, make it 10 times in a row until I feel like I have absolutely nailed it. And that's captured in the book. And I encourage you to make it because they are really, really good. If you love crab cakes, there's not a better crab cake. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to try to make this. (laughs) (laughs) And and Mitch, now you, through my trolling, (laughs) <laughs> I found that you you spent some time in Paris. I did. At, as a matter of fact, the barbecue restaurant that you were working on was quite near the uh, the Notre Dame, which yes. had a fire at the time. I'm hoping yeah. that there was nothing to do with. <laughs> well, I know, I know. So yeah, that this is 2019. This is what April when it started to burn, and it burned for 17 hours, and it was an absolutely historic time to be there. It was surreal. And we were located right across from it. So when I walked out our front door and watched and gazed and took it all in, it was a matter of minutes before we were just covered in ash from the burning. It was, it was insane. I was up at 3 a.m. in the morning with candlelight vigils all on the same watching this. I mean, everyone's singing, you know, in French. I don't know, but I still have goosebumps and a, and a Budweiser and, you know, watched and took in the whole thing. It was, it was absolutely incredible. There was news crews everywhere. There were, everyone was being interviewed. It was, it was some, something 
surreal to be a part of. It really was. And, but and what kind of on the other on the flip side of that, like I said, I received a million text messages for the all-star game. All of a sudden, all the text messages came in. Mitch, did you burn that thing down? Did you burn Maybe. the church down? <laughs> See, I'm not the only one to ask. They asked me to do a whole hog. I am not a whole hog guy. I didn't know what was going on in the basement. I just let her fly. Now, what kind of barbecue do, do when you're in Paris? What I had kind never of been barbecue? there before. I had never been there before. I didn't know anything about it. Is it regular barbecue that they that No, they-, they were just opening. So what I did was do what I know, Kansas City barbecue. We made our own rub, we made our own sauces. We did have a beautiful old hickory smoker that they bought brand new and had shipped over there. So I had something I could use. Uh, they purveyed the meat, so I had meats, and then I just used my techniques that I know how to do. And you know, before you know it everyone's like, did the Parisians like it? Well, they did, but there's so many expats over there that you don't even think about. I got guys coming in there, getting a rack of ribs and a Budweiser and hugging me till I think my neck is going to pop off. They were so excited just to have some American cuisine, some old fashioned barbecue, Budweiser and a chief's helmet up on the bar that they, it was, it was so fun. It was awesome. So, yeah. so you're not barbecuing any snails or anything, right? No, no I didn't cargo. do any snails. No, 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 no. Cargo. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, I was doing everything I know how to do. I'm, I was making homemade pimento cheese that they had never had. I was doing burn ends, ribs, brisket, you know, French fries and hog fries with cheese and meats. And I did, you know, what I, what I knew and what I knew people would like, and it, it went over well. Excellent. And uh, you, you have your own line of sauces and rubs called Womp Sauce. I do. Yeah. Womp Sauce is my firstborn. So uh-huh. uh, that's about 12 years ago. And and now I have six different uh, individual barbecue sauces. Well, not all barbecue sauces. There's a like a, a Carolina gold mustard sauce in there and an Alabama white mustard, white sauce in there, kind of trying to bring some regional flavors together to fulfill the line. And I've got uh, three rubs that I sell. So uh, I guess there's nine, nine soldiers in the group. And then also uh, if you want burn ends, if you want ribs, if you want uh, sliced brisket, pulled pork, a homemade sausage, all that is packaged and can be at your door tomorrow. Oh, well, wow. meet, all at meetmitch.com. Yeah. That's, and, a, plug. And, That's a plug. I, you know what, Mitch? <laughs> I was just going to plug you. Because <laughs> I beat I you just, to it. Uh, yeah. Meetmitch.com. M-E-A-T. And Len, nice to meet not you. only... Not, <laughs> Not only is, does he have a friend who's a Hall of Famer, he has a package of the Hall of Fame, which he can sell. It's three rubs and three sauces. So that look, that great play on words there. The whole Hall of Fame, H-A-U-L, the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Yeah. yeah one of the things I wanted to talk about your book. Uh, yeah. And one thing I really appreciate is you have a Mitch, meet Mitch tips for backyard smoking. Now, so mm-hmm. this isn't just for, you know, the professionals, professional barbecue, right. this is for anybody. And this this page really uh, puts everything in perspective. You know, you know, t- use your senses, take your time. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great page, which I you know bookmarked. Thank myself. you, thank you. I'm glad that resonated with you. You know, especially through the COVID, the last two years, barbecue has really taken off because everyone kind of has been forced to their homes, forced to their backyards. They're cooking themselves. 
uh, for themselves. When I'm talking to some of the big like Academy Sports, Shields, some of these Ace Hardwares, the largest growing portion of their store or footprint is barbecue. It's Traeger Grills, it's Yetis, it's barbecue sauces, rubs, it's charcoal. It's all that kind of stuff. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so everyone has really gotten into this. And for me, all my buddies, you know, before were always texting me about golf and, and so forth. And the last two years, it's been crazy. They're like Mitch, Mitch. Okay. So I bought this Traeger. So brisket, is it fat side up or fat side down? And I'm like, where, where are you coming from, Pods? You, I didn't even know you could spell brisket, but it's been so much fun. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting six, 10 texts a day of pictures that all my buddies now are cooking, you know, the last couple of years. So it's it's been, you know, quite a ride for that. And it's really grown barbecue as a whole. It's It's getting huge and not just here in the States, but, you know, through the television and the shows that you see on TV that are produced and, and broadcasted worldwide. So when I'm over, I was over, you know, a couple of years ago in uh, New Zealand competing in meat stock, everybody knew what was going on. Everybody was into it. You know, barbecue is American. It's considered American, but everyone is, uh, is into it, you know, full steam ahead. It's fun, fun, fun. Absolutely. Mitch, as a restaurateur who, who serves a lot of these different types of dishes, yeah. Even even on the front of the front cover, you have this incredible looking sandwich, <laughs> yeah. and then you have an egg on top. Uh, yeah, what is? I'm I'm not an egg fan. So what is the fascination <laughs> with burgers with eggs and all these things? I love it. I you, love, you hey, love it. Each his own. One of the things <laughs> I learned quickly and early is I made the womp sauce. Right, so womp sauce is a rich, thick Kansas city style sauce that is very sweet and then has heat at the end. Right. And from a competition standpoint, all the judges, everybody eats with their eyes first, right? So it's a beautiful glaze. It's a piano top finish. You want to see your reflection in there and then it's sweet to begin. And then you like that heat. I like that heat that comes in the back end. But what I found out quickly was that my buddy would say, Oh, I love it. It's my favorite sauce, but my wife and kids won't eat it because it's a little spicy. So then I came out with naked sauce that was stripped of the heat. So you learn when you get in the food business that everyone's palate is different. So for you, you don't like eggs, but my favorite fried egg on it, that just gets. <laughs> so what we had done this, the, the cover of this book. So it's, it's interesting, especially to publish a book and to write my first book ever during COVID you did it with a out you know, without a net, you didn't have a lot of help. My editor, I never met. I still to this day, I've never met. And that for him, that was the first time ever, because they usually fly on site. We do the shoots, we do everything together. You get help. I had a lot of latitude. I had a lot of opportunity to do what I wanted to do. And the thing that they kept saying is, do we have a cover shot? Do we have a cover shot? Do we have a cover shot? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I mean, like we're trying, (laughs) we're trying to figure it out. And so I think we, we shot seven different days. We went to a Wagyu cattle ranch, which I thought was really cool and shot. We went to my, one of my restaurants, Charbar for a few days and shot. Uh, we shot three days at my house, uh, which we turned into kind of a studio, which was fun. But every one of the things you have to know is every single thing in this book. And I think there's probably about 78 pictures. I cooked every single thing in here. So to do that takes a lot of time and takes a lot of effort. And we still didn't have that hero shot, you know? And the editor said to me, he said, hey, Mitch, 
you know, I think you have a picture. I was very, I wanted a picture for every recipe. For me, I have a million cookbooks in my house and I won't make a recipe if it doesn't have a picture. I don't know. It's just in my head or how it is, but I think I need to make it look like it. And I need to reassure myself that I made it right or whatever. So he said, I want you to shut off two weeks or two, uh, two hours before your deadline and just work on a cover shot. So we had done, I think 17 recipes that final day. And if you take a look at this picture, you'll see there's a burn end grilled cheese. that's at the base there's Scrapple, which I wanted to bring in my Pennsylvania heritage, Pennsylvania Dutch, you know, what I grew up eating, which I think is fun. We made homemade Scrapple out of barbecue, which is awesome. And there's burn ends, there's some sausage, there's an egg, uh, because we made, you know, the classic brisket and gravy and dry beef brisket, like on a shingle type stuff. And we threw everything with the onion rings all together just to make something that was kind of insane. And for me, that hit home as the barbecue revolution. You know, we're going to throw everything at the cover, figure it out later and have some fun. And if you can't smile when you don't look, when you look at this cover, if you can't smile, then <laughs> you probably shouldn't buy the book. I, I, I gained 10 pounds looking at the picture. You know? <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. And cholesterol. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not a Weight Watcher edition. No, That's no, exactly no. right. <laughs> there probably should be a, a chapter on statins, right? For cholesterol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but, Mitch, you had uh, Isaac Alonghi. Uh, yes. I hope I'm saying his name. Yeah, right. he's a local yeah. hero. He, yeah. You know, he <laughs> is a big time local guy, barbecue. He's our George Brad of photography. So for me, it was so it was very important for me to have George write the forward and be a part of it. And for him to be the photographer, I, yeah. I looked him he up does and movies said, and everything. Yeah. I was like, what? An interna- I'm big time. I'm big time. <laughs> I mean, you are an internationally known Emmy award winning cinematographer. Yes. Based in Kansas city, Missouri. I, I mean, and he when, did, and, and he did it for basically nothing just wow. for me, which made me feel awesome. And yeah. don't, uh, but I fed him well, I fed him well. <laughs> Let me ask you about your restaurants. You recently opened what Mitch meet Mitch in and leave Kansas. Yeah. Leewood, December, Kansas. December 28th was our first day. Right. So just we're still the, a baby. We're a couple months in, but you also have interest in other restaurants, right? The char bar is one of them. Yeah. Char bar was my first restaurant in 2014 that came on the heels of the 2012 all-star game quickly was introduced to a couple of restaurant tours and we partnered up and opened char bar together in Westport in 2014 and 2015, 15, it was the restaurant of the year in Kansas city. It's a fantastic venue. Well, Len and I have a a bucket list to go to Kansas city. And when I come to your restaurant, I'm going to have, I'm going to order, I'm telling you right now, burnt and grilled cheese. (laughs) Can I go wrong with that? Obviously uh, not. I, would, I would get that and the naked and afraid. That one's okay. pretty good too. Okay. And the Texas Ranger. Ah. Um, the Texas Ranger is named after my nephew, Wes Benjamin, who actually pitches for the Texas Rangers. So oh, well, cool. okay. Yeah. That's great. He went to that- KU and was drafted by the Rangers and I've had an opportunity to watch him pitch. He actually, the Rangers opened up against the Royals Easter weekend last year. And my brother, can you imagine this? My brother, Scott and Jan, his wife, they spend their whole life watching Wes, their son pitch. He makes his major league debut in 2020 and they're not allowed to be there. Uh, to watch it. Uh, Can you yeah. imagine that? Uh, so it was a really special occasion. My brother came, stayed with the family 
George told Dayton Moore, who's the general manager for the Royals, he said, hey, you remember Mitchie and and you know his his nephew, Wes. Oh, yeah, the Jayhawk KU kid. He's pitching Sunday, Easter Sunday against the Royals. He said, without hesitation, Dayton grabbed his cell phone, called his assistant, Becky, and said, can you open up the suite next to mine? And the whole Benjamin family has the run of it. And it was amazing. And my brother came in and the whole George Brett and his whole family, all the boys came in. I had some friends come in and we sat there and cheered and the, the, the goosebumps that ran up my arm, and the chills down my spine to watch my nephew run out on that field. And that was the only game in the series that they won. The Rangers won. It was, you know, a cool, cool experience that my brother and I shared and will never forget. That's wonderful. Awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. But did George Brett root for the Rangers or, or the Royals? He was rooting for he was rooting for Wes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm not gonna lie. He was screaming and hollering and fist pumping and doing everything with us. Right. He he recognized the importance and and the of the moment, and it was awesome. That's um, great, Mitch. You are a big uh, Kansas City Royal fan. I am. The in '85, they win the World Series. Right. George Brett, of course, was on that team. And in 2015, they mm-hmm. win World Series. And when, that's when, one we you, you really had to bring that up. <laughs> We're Met fans. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. So can I tell you a story? Sure. So of I, course. I take my son at that time. What is it? 2015. He's 21. So what was he? About 15, 14. And we go to every game. And then my wife surprises us with tickets to go to the Mets game. Right. So he and I. We've learned it the day before we fly to Queens. We get a a hotel that I think used to say days in and now that sign's gone and it's just a shadow of something. I mean, I think this thing was about a buck 50 an hour to stay in there. It was (laughs) as cheap as could be. And we can walk to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And this is game one in New York. Uh, I think the Royals had what had already played one and two in Kansas City and right. had won both. Right. And we get there and we decide beforehand, you know, that you, you have to strategically think about this. Are we going full uni or are we going incognito? And I'm asking my son this as he's already pulling the jersey over top of his body. And he looks at me like I'm an idiot. I'm like, okay, we're going full uni. So I get my jersey on. He gets his jersey on. I mean, we go and we get to the stadium and uh, we had some good tickets. We were down front and already the Mets fans were not the nicest I had ever come in, you know, confronted. They were not nice. And the heckles and the jabs and stuff were coming. And if you remember that game, Thor throws at our second baseman's head first pitch the game. Sure. Yep. Over yep. his head. Yeah. So everyone, as right after that happens, my son's hands go up in the air like, what's going on? And popcorn just starts to rain down <laughs> over top. <laughs> and guys are telling us to shut up and all this kind of stuff. My son, 14 turns around and he's almost like doing this to him. I'm like, buddy, I'm like, you got to calm it down. You can't be like that. And there's this old guy next to my son who's obviously, you know, from New York. He goes, listen to your dad, kid. You better shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he there, And it's about the third inning. I probably had a beer or two. And I'm like, son, I got to go hit the, the head. Do you want to come with me? He goes, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. I go, are you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So I get up and this heckling has gone back and forth, back and forth. I get up and the line is an inning and a half line to go to the bathroom. And 
about 20 minutes into it, I get a call from my son on my cell phone and I pick it up and I'm like, Hey buddy, what's up? He goes, are you almost done? And I go, well, I go, I, I still probably have 20 more minutes. I go, you okay? He goes, well, they're chanting, your daddy has abandoned you and they're still throwing popcorn at me. Oh, <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty funny. Fortunately, Jeff, can, we, you, can you apologize to him for that? Yeah. On, on behalf of all New York Met fans, I <laughs> please accept our humble apologies. <laughs> well, we, Go we, got out, we got out of there with our life. Uh, one of the things you don't think about is when that game gets out at like 1 a.m., you know, all those thousands of people, there's no grabbing an Uber or any of that kind of stuff. You got to kind of strategically walk your way through this. Guys were not the nicest. And I'm like, buddy, we've got to move. We got to move fast. And now you're walking through Queens at 1 a.m. to this, you know, two bit hotel. And my son is like, pop. He's like, I can't wait till we get back to this hotel. I'm ordering room service. I go, room service. I don't even think they have a Snickers machine where we can get a there's, there's no room service, son. We're just trying to make it there alive and we're locking the door. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were out of there the next day, but it was a really, really cool experience. That was the only game the uh, Mets won that series. So that was uh, the only one, thank yeah. God. Right. <laughs> Good thing they met, won that game because who knows what would happen, right? Exactly. So, uh, oh, wow. Uh, so I was going to ask you which, if you had a kind of an affinity to one team over the other, but I, I think the memory with your son, maybe the, maybe the 2015, I thought you would have said the 85, but now I'm wondering if you'd say the 2015. Well, no, no. See, so 85, I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So they're not even in my brain really. You know, I was, uh, I grew up an Orioles fan. My dad was a Brooks Robinson fan, a Frank okay. Robinson fan fan. And uh, you know, that was kind of my landscape back then. It wasn't until I, I moved out in 96 and, and really transferred all my efforts towards the chiefs and the Royals. Oh, okay. Okay. Makes yeah. And, and you know, as you have a 21 year old, when you start to experience things with your kids, it just changes everything. It's amazing. I mean, I took my son to the super bowl in Miami a couple of years ago for the, the chiefs and just the memories that we've been able to share have, have been phenomenal all surrounding, you know, sports, major sporting events. I took him to the Rose bowl when Penn state played USC a few years back and just, you know, try to make a point. As you know, you get a, a small window where they think you're cool and they'll actually travel with you. So <laughs> I need to take exactly. advantage of that. Exactly. It's a, sm it's a very small window. <laughs> yeah, so my, my, I'm a Mets fan, big Mets fan. My son's a big Yankee fan. And I take him to Yankee Stadium and, you know, I, I, I grin and bear it. He's a but, good guy. Uh, but yeah, but we're trying to hit all the stadiums and we've uh, hit, a, hit uh, some nice ones and uh, trying to get, get to them all. But you know, we went to Pittsburgh. We love that one. Uh, Len yeah. and I actually went to the one in Philadelphia where uh, Greg Wolzinski has a barbecue uh, concession. There's barbecue. Bull's barbecue. Okay. He's a big yeah. uh, uh, barbecue guy, too. And um, and uh, you remember Boog Powell for Boog the Powell. Orioles. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, he's got one outside the stadium in Camden Yards as well. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, one we're going to get try and get to. I also want to ask you about, you know, you actually your your world champion barbecue competition. In your book, you have your timeline. Uh, written yeah. out here on on how you I mean you did a lot of time here all, all weekend so, uh, <laughs> you know you actually obviously planned it out and is it true you still have a a team member who's a vegetarian I do can you imagine that? <laughs> it's a funny story there was a 
barbecue competition in Kansas City. It was a, a VFW type deal. It was still a t- state run championship. And George Brett shows up in a black Mercedes tinted windows, pulls up. I knew he was coming, but I didn't let the other guys know. And pulls up, opens up the door, and out comes George and Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> and Rush proceeded to spend the entire Saturday with us with George. He was the most inquisitive guy, as you can imagine, um, was just interested in everything, trying everything. And about halfway through the day, he looks at one of my buddies, Greg Sweat, and he goes, Greg, I got to tell you, I'm just I'm just remiss. You know, everyone is trying everything, eating everything. You aren't tasting anything. And Greg says, well, that's because I'm, I'm a vegetarian, you know, kind of <laughs> vegan. <laughs> and he looks at him, he goes, that is the ultimate form of hobby. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't believe you would spend three days out here and not eat any of this. It's <laughs> like, what are you, idiot? What are you? <laughs> it was pretty funny. But we actually won first place in the state that that event. And Rush and George got to be a part of it. And we, we had a, a fantastic weekend, regardless of your political views or any of that kind of stuff. We, we didn't discuss anything, uh, honestly, but bar- barbecue and, and sports. And it was a, a fun weekend. Now, let, let me ask you this. You say people in barbecue, it, it, it's community, but, but it you, you got to be careful of what you call shingig. Shigging. Did I uh, say that right? Shigging. Shigging. What yeah, is that? Shigging. Well, that's when you snoop around, like you said, that uh, you were uh, kind of uh, appearing through the window or stalking. That's when when uh, people go around and if people are winning, if the team's on a hot streak, if they're doing something that has an edge, people want to know what that is. I think regardless of what form of life you're in, they want to know what that edge is. So that's called shigging if you can steal someone's secrets. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that does happen all the time. <laughs> All in good fun, or is it sometimes gets a little serious? Yeah. I think it's all in good fun. Oh, good. That's. Good. I mean, I don't care. I I pretty much, as you can tell, put everything in a book. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly, I mean, exactly. Yeah, you're not yeah. a idea. You're, uh, Let, you're yeah world world champion. So <laughs> you got to move. Always be moving forward. This is all old stuff. We need a new book. We need new stuff. You know, it's funny. You got to you got to tell George Brett this. We we've had a number of people on that you know have have mentioned him, uh, like Mark Latell, of course. We just had on Artie Davis, which, as you know, with the American Royal, you know who Artie Davis is. I know Artie. Absolutely. And we're talking about, I forget what, uh, oh, he he said he couldn't talk any baseball. But then he mentioned that he made uh, ribs, I think, for George Brett. And he said that Gretchen, George Brett and his and Artie's wife, Gretchen, hit it off or something like that, Jeff. I forget exactly what happened, but so he obviously is a big fan of barbecue. Who George? Yeah, Yeah, he must be. Oh, he's a tremendous fan. Yeah, Yeah. no, no. He, uh, I strategically talked him into buying his uh, first smoker, which was a big American (laughs) barbecue system smoker rotisserie that somehow ends up at a lot of my competitions because I need another one. They'll tell you that. Uh, But now he's, uh, he's big into Traeger's. He's flown to Traeger to their headquarters. He loves it. He he cooks and smokes all the time. And you know, it was he he wasn't kidding when he wrote the Ford. Uh, we've shared a million meals together. We cook together. We play golf together. And he has a you know he's hard hard charger. He's passionate about about food for sure. Yeah, that's special. That's yeah. That's why he also is the perfect guest for this show because yeah, I mean 
we, we would probably talk more barbecue with him than baseball. I mean, what would, <laughs> I really don't even know what we would talk to him about baseball. Well, the, the thing is, you wouldn't have to do much talking. You would do a lot of listening. <laughs> Mitch, do you still have your Oklahoma Joe's, that first one you got? Uh, I do not have it. I gave it, uh, as I said in the, the beginning of the, the show, my, my neighbor that kind of taught me everything, he ended up getting a lake house. And I gave it to him and it's still at his lake house. So it's around. I can still go and and, and pet it every once in a while. <laughs> Make nice to it. <laughs> what kind of uh, smokers do you use at the restaurants? Southern Pride XLs, two of them, both at Charbar and at the new Meet Mitch location. So they're very large units, you know, built for high volume. I use uh, pecan wood mixed with hickory. And uh, when I can get cherry, which seems to be hard to get recently, I'll put that in and out as well. But Southern Prides. Being in the restaurant business in Kansas City, the barbecue restaurant business, mm-hmm. you have to stand out. So it, right. you, you have some recipes in here from the, the restaurant and you have some uh, special endings, I guess, uh, desserts and things like special that. Special endings. I like that. Where are we going <laughs> with this piece? <laughs> We're a clean show, you know, <laughs> except when we stop recording. Um, <laughs> do you find it? Is it a challenge? Is it difficult? Is standing well, I out? Got, yeah, I got asked all the time in the beginning, like, Mitch, what are you doing? opening up a barbecue restaurant in Kansas city. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> and, and I thought, well, Hey, if you can, you know, it is a bit like uh, dropping your pants in front of the whole city. Cause if it's not going to work, it's not going to work bad, but if it works, which it has, there's no better place to be. I mean, you want to fish where the fish are, right? You want to be where everyone gravitates to barbecue for the weekend. Everyone gets it to go every party, every, doesn't matter if it's a wedding or a funeral. I mean, it is barbecue. So if you can do it and do it well, do it right here because you're going to do more volume than you will in San Diego or some of the you know sexier spots in the country. And until we can put a meat Mitch there, and then we'll teach them. <laughs> you even have a dessert in your book, going back to your Lancaster days of whoopie, whoopie pies. pies. Yeah, and that's at, that's at my restaurant too. Oh, no great. one knows what they are, but they're fantastic. Oh, that's they my. My oh, yeah. wife's uh, grandmother's recipe and just wanted to stick true to, to my roots and, and have fun. And they're an easy dessert and, and everybody can just, uh, they're about the size of a baseball and everybody can enjoy them. They're fantastic. Again, highly recommend this barbecue revolution, innovative barbecue recipes from an all-star pit master. And of course, if you are in Kansas City, Missouri, which Jeff and I hope to be soon, Good. that is on our bucket list. You have got to go to Char Bar or to Meet Mitch's. Uh, wait, the, the official name of it? Meet Mitch Barbecue. Meet Mitch Barbecue. That's simple enough. Yeah, why not? We def and take in a Royals game and go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. You know what, Jeff? We actually are gluttons for punishment when you think about it because we do a podcast about barbecue. Where is some of the best barbecue? Kansas City. Who beat the Mets in the 2015 series? We know already the Royals. I mean, we, we ask for punishment. We have all these guests for Kansas yeah. City. They're all Royal fans. Len, Len wants to go to Kansas City for a weekend. We can't do all that in a weekend. We need a week no. in Kansas City. It'll take you a weekend just to get here. Exactly right. Mitch, 
<laughs> anything you want to plug? Uh, you have a Facebook page, Twitter, you know, uh, Instagram. I, I uh, meet Mitch, M-E-A-T Mitch at Instagram. You know, that's probably where you can see what I'm doing daily or more often. Facebook, Twitter, meetmitch.com for our website. You can ship burn ends that we've been talking about all night. Uh, you can ship them right to your house. We'll have them there tomorrow. You might want to do that, Jeff, with your son. I know. And just, you know, I'll I mean, just say I could. You owe him. Too. You owe him. <laughs> Ship them to him. Mitch, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. We, you know, you've been a wonderful guest. Learned a lot. Book is fantastic. Just uh, we want to thank you so much. Well, thank you. I mean, just to have an opportunity to talk about the book, talk to you guys about baseball and barbecue. I mean, what an evening. And I, I just appreciate everything that you, you do for me. So thank you. Thank, Thank you. you it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> Have a good so night. Same time tomorrow night. Sure. <laughs> yes. Len, how about cooking at the All-Star game? How about that? That's unbelievable. That is why Mitch Benjamin is what we refer to or who we refer to, I should say, as the perfect guest. Baseball, barbecue, all rolled into one. Yeah, that's can you imagine that John Crock is sitting there eating your ribs <laughs> on national TV? <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just it's remarkable. It really is remarkable. He's really uh, he's doing it right. He's doing it right. Barbecue Revolution. Fantastic book. Uh, yeah, he his experiences with baseball and he did uh, the the uh, the Yankees. Derek Jeter's re- right. retirement uh, dinner. Exactly. Right. Remember, Derek exactly. Jeter's number Number two in the program, number one in your hearts. He's the iconic <laughs> one with intrinsic value. Thank you, Steve Summers. <laughs> Some people will not get that, but for those that do, I know you're chuckling. <laughs> so, Jeff, now why don't we get to Brett Mandel? Speaking who's of going baseball yes. and barbecue. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. But another perfect guest, right? Uh-huh. Two perfect guests on a perfect show. There you go. Here's <laughs> Brett Mandel. So there's a saying, it takes a village. Well, you know what? That saying not only applies to raising children, it applies to podcasts. This podcast doesn't happen in a vacuum. Almost two years ago, Jeff and I got extremely lucky. We saw a company advertising. We reached out to them. And since then, they've been on a couple of times. But what is not known to people is how supportive they have been to our podcast, Baseball and Barbecue. They are there when we need them. And if you are familiar with the show, you know BaseballBBQ.com which we say almost every episode and we put in our show notes for grilling tools and accessories, baseballbbq.com. Anytime you go on that website, you are going to want to buy something. They make some incredible, incredible items. Jeff, I'm so happy to be spending part of this evening talking to Brett Mandel, who is just, I'm, I'm a fan. Of yeah. Brett Mandel. But unfortunately, and, we ran out of time with that introduction, so we have to go. <laughs> and Brett, well, it can also it could serve as a resume for Brett. Yeah. Brett, Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming back. Welcome. It's wonderful to be here 
look, we love you guys. So you guys picked us out when we were nowhere and said, this is going to be a lot of fun. You guys have helped us develop products. You've helped us spread the word. We're thrilled about what you guys do. And uh, especially as we are wondering what's going to happen with baseball this year, it is great to be talking baseball. Yes, absolutely. And, and we will definitely get to that. But we have such a low budget that drum roll, we're just going to have to say drum roll. Brett, you have big news to break, right? We do have big news. So uh, we have we have moved past the days of just telling Len and Jeff that we've got some pretty cool barbecue tools. And we've moved past <laughs> the days of telling Len and Jeff that we have, have implemented their design choice in our tongs that we rolled out a few uh, few months ago. Uh, we now have big, big news. Uh, Major League Baseball has given us a license to put Mets, Phillies, Yankees, Dodgers, logos, marks all over our tools. So now you can not only get the uh, lens grill or uh, or Jeff's home plate uh, engraved on our stuff, you can get Yankees logos, you can get Phillies logos. Uh, this is a wonderful thing. Um, wow. Major League Baseball is the the pinnacle, right? So this is this is it. And you know, in addition to Major League Baseball, we can do minor league baseball teams. So if you want the Reading Fightins or the Toledo Mudhens, absolutely you can put Bryce Harper number three on your tools. We have the Major League Baseball Players Association Association license, and we just today today is the opening of college baseball season. We just today rolled out our first college baseball uh, license with the defending national champions, the Mississippi State uh, Bulldogs. So um, wow. we're really really excited, and this is opening up some tremendous opportunities for folks who want to you know show off to their rival schools at their grills or uh, represent their hometown team in the the minor leagues or you know go tailgate at Yankee Stadium with the uh, Yankees logo tools that's fantastic and then you, your stuff is so great look you, you know just go on the website baseballbbq.com take a look at the stuff you also have a license for the the players alliance correct exactly exactly so if you want if you want, as I said, a Phillies logo on your home plate, sure, get a Phillies logo on your home plate. If you want to have number three, Bryce Harper, on your home plate, terrific. We can do that now. And how about the Arizona State Sun Devils? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So here, I, I, of course, didn't know any of this until I, I got involved with this. For Major League Baseball, you go straight to Major League Baseball and you negotiate with those folks and they say, great, you have the license for every team. For college, you have to go one by one by one. Really? So, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful that the umbrella organization might say, great, we bless you, but you still have to go to Arizona. You still have to go to University of Nebraska. You still have to go to Vanderbilt. Um, so it's a slow and cumbersome wow. process, and each one has to prove their marks. Uh, and sometimes it gets expensive. Some of these schools want a lot of money, which, uh, you know, God bless them. They have lots and lots of alum who, uh, who like to buy their stuff. And then some like Notre Dame are totally alone and you have to go to them and, uh, you know, I don't know, give something to the church or something. But right. uh, it's, it's a process. <laughs> Jeff, you have, I mean, Arizona State, you, you, you got some poll there? <laughs> I have no poll. But yeah, I went there two years ago in 2020, just before COVID hit, and then I went to a couple of the college baseball. You mentioned the uh, beginning of the college baseball season. I went, to, I think I went to the first couple of games at Arizona State, and it was it was so great. And I met uh, Herm Edwards there, who was the former Jet head coach and now his current ASU head coach. That was oh, that's cool. great. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to start with the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the defending national champs. Why not start at the top? And of course, we're hoping that uh, lots of other folks are going to be enthusiastic, and we'll just go school by school. 
that's fantastic. I'm sure UCLA and USC and those big baseball schools, Oregon is a big baseball school, Vanderbilt and, and Rice as well. That's terrific. Yeah, it's funny because we've heard some feedback from people to ranking the schools, not only by how, how good the schools are and how passionate the fans are, but how good the barbecue scene is. So we've been told Arkansas and Old Miss and LSU, those are tremendous barbecue there scenes. You go. Absolutely. Go down, to, go down to Texas and, and, and Kansas, obviously. Brett, your tools, I, I know I, I sound like a broken record, but they are just so well made. When I bring out the spatula or the fork at, you know, just at a regular barbecue, people are like, wait, what is that? I'm like, that, that's a baseball bat. But it's a, they, it's such a conversation piece and they are so well made that they really, I mean, they they get used a lot in my house. They that's get wonderful. used constantly oh, and they the hold up extremely well. They hold up when you wash them. You know, that's one thing when you, you know, you're constantly washing, especially barbecue tools when you got the raw meat and whatever, and you're always washing them. They stand up incredibly well for this category. I would think they are priced very well for you engrave them. I mean, they're really I, I always look at it and I'm like, it makes a great gift. It's not super expensive compared to other things on, you know, in this category. Not at all. It, it has been a tremendously gratifying process to put these products out in the marketplace and have that kind of reaction. Um, yes, we, we knew that there's something wonderful about holding a baseball bat. You know, you can't do it wrong. Every way you pick it up, it feels just right in your hand. So we, we knew we had something fun. And then to get the reactions like yours, um, we, we were meeting with somebody uh, to talk about some some marketing campaign that we were doing. And and their, their uh, message to us was, you should raise the prices. <laughs> so they're, they're too reasonable. I said, no, right, right now we're happy with where they are. But right, I mean, but I'm right. That's it's exactly. nice to know that people think it's yeah. a bargain. And if you go on the site, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. You want to save twenty percent on your first order? You can just put in your your email there, and it, that's another great savings. And it's just like Len said, I use them all the time. I love what you what you've done with them. You have you have buy buy one by one, or you have combo sets. And, and you tell us about your cutting board. That's a relatively new product. You were talking yeah. about the the uh, full full size cutting boards. So I, I'm sure that your listeners, your faithful listeners, uh, know the story about our tongs. That when we were thinking about doing our tongs, uh, we frankly asked you guys. We said, "Look, you guys are, are big grillers. You talk to other grillers. We we have a couple of different choices. We can do our tongs this way or this way." And you said, "Ah, this this is the way to go." And you didn't steer us wrong. Well, we also got some feedback from people about we have a home plate cutting board that is uh, 12 by 12, and it's a lovely home plate. But we got some feedback from some serious grillers who said, I need I need more room. I need more room for a big steak. Uh, so we came out with a regulation size 17 inch home plate cutting board. Uh, and then we also got some feedback that people needed a juice trough. So we have a regulation size home plate with a little uh, you know bevel in there so that you can catch your juices, let your meat rest. We, we love getting that kind of feedback. One of the things that we're going to be debuting for for uh, opening day this year is uh, folks said, well, you know, why don't you do a rub? Why don't you do something? So we, we worked with a, a chef partner of ours and we're going to be debuting our diamond dirt rub, Chef Big oh. Rube's diamond dirt rub. So you can oh, I like that. On nice. your steaks. There's an announcement. We did yeah. not know that. But yeah. when I, I wanted to we're, mention we're breaking news tonight. Yeah. I wanted to mention <laughs> not just the, the cutting board, the, the full size cutting board. It also doubles. 
as home plate, you know, d- during the cook, you know, like the, the dads and, and and the kids go out in the backyard and then they can pitch it. Regular size home plate there. So it's sure. a great. That's double duty. It's it's so unique that I mean, to have a cutting board shaped like home plate. I mean, that is just. It's we found very here's, here's a couple of fun things that people have done with this that we've we've enjoyed. We've had realtors buy a bunch of the plates and use them as a gift for new homeowners with they you know, have no place like home engraved on them. Obviously, people who get either the a team logo or a, uh, you know, the the player name and number on it. Uh, they've they've really been a lot of fun, and we certainly we have. We came at this starting with the tools and the cutting boards and the the apparel. You know, you Len, you have a hat on. Were just sort of fun side items, but some of these fun side items have become things that people request. You know, I want the triple uh, triple crown of barbecue shirt has been a big seller with the cow and the uh, chicken and the pig on it, and the cutting boards have uh, taken on a life of their own. And I love the personalization of it too. You guys can engrave anything you want on anything within reason uh, if it fits. <laughs> it just that's just a great you know it makes a great personalized gift. I know I bought well, a couple for for a friend's mine and uh, they love it too. We had one young woman decided to get a set of tools that she had engraved fork me on the fork, <laughs> pinch me on the uh, the tongs, and flip me over on the spatula. So I, I assume. <laughs> Her husband was happy to see them with his grill tools. Somebody was happy. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Yes. And, you know, and, and Brett, you mentioned Bryce Harper number three a couple of times. I guess the fact is, it might be you're a Phillies fan. <laughs> I am a long-suffering Phillies fan who leads Phillies red. And I, I, of course, am missing baseball, period. This year, there's so much wrong with the Phillies team from last year. I was hoping by now we would know who's our shortstop, who's in the bullpen, and baseball season can't get one. It can't get here soon enough, but this strike, lockout, whatever, can't be resolved soon enough to see what what my team is going to do. We're all waiting. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Jeff, Jeff you Jeff told has... me you, you just came back from uh, Mets fantasy <laughs> camp. Do you do. have any inside scoop from talking to? To the major leaguers, the ex-major leaguers down there? They have no insight that no inside scoop. They just know what we, we see on the uh, news as well. They're out, out of the loop. But I, I tell you, if anybody has a chance to do that, it is such a fun thing to do. Just hanging out with these guys. I mean, let me just tell you a quick story. I was I was struggling the first couple of days and I was in a batting cage by myself hitting off the tee. And one of my heroes comes in, Ron Swoboda from the 69 Mets, gives sure. me a couple of tips. He's actually was my manager. And Next day, I got two base hits, including a triple, and I was just – I was just that a guy. Yeah. My, my father went to the very first Phillies Dream Week in 1984. And then, um, and then as I was telling you guys before we went on the air, this year the Phillies Fantasy Camp gave every one of their campers a gift of a uh, one of our bottle openers engraved with a camper's name and the Fantasy Camp logo on the knob. So great, great to help out the Phillies there. That's that's terrific. It makes a great gift, make great uh, wedding gifts, I guess, for the groomsmen or, or bridesmaids. Maybe. Yeah, we definitely get a lot of those. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I've told this story numerous times, but every time Jeff mentions Ron Swoboda, <laughs> we had him on before Jeff went to fantasy camp. We had him on to talk about his book, his book that was specifically called The Catch. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> Ron Swoboda 
known for that catch in sure. the 69 World Series. Of course, we had him on. Whole interview ends. Jeff and I are, we're, you know, I, we just spoke to Ron Swoboda. And then we're like, oh, shoot, we never asked him about the catch. <laughs> so, so now I'm going to ask you, is there anything that you want to tell us about BaseballBBQ.com, all your stuff, that, that you have the new rub that's coming out, that we're not asking you because I don't want to miss anything? We, we got all the highlights, the major league and minor league licenses, the college license that we're excited about, the Major League Baseball Players Association license that we've, uh, we've, we've had. The rub is the exciting, fun thing that we're really looking forward to just for just for giggles to have this uh, rub some dirt on it rub. And uh, I actually cooked with it just a couple nights ago. It, it, it's really yummy. You mentioned Ron Svoboda. Just the other day, I was randomly going through Twitter and I saw the uh, the clip of the uh, the Mets on the Ed Sullivan show singing ah. uh, uh, You Gotta Have Heart. <laughs> gotta Have which, Heart. Right. Oh, my God, were they terrible singers. <laughs> on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, And they yes. actually went on tour to Vegas for a couple of weeks doing that. Is that right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I mean, back then, they didn't make a lot of money on, you know, during the years. They, they did that to pick up extra shekels, I guess. Yeah, you saw uh, Tug McGraw, of course, hams it up. Owen Ryan, I don't even think his lips moved. I think he just stood there. <laughs> of course, we had another guest who also was known for his his time singing. That was Jerry Royce when he did his appearance on, what was that, Star Solid Church. Gold? Star Show to Star, Solid Gold, one of those games, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they sang. So <laughs> baseball players and singing, they just they go hand in hand, don't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So um, the uh, I, I don't know. Can, can folks see this, or are we just talking? We're just talking. Oh, okay. So I'll mm-hmm. give you one more piece of news for baseball barbecue. Um, yes. So we're we're old guys who still play baseball, and uh, one of the things that that has been like the formation of our company was a bunch of guys sitting around in Arizona after tournament games, recouping in the hot tub, drinking beers, and talking about, hey, do you think we could make this into a business? Do you think this could work? Well, the hat that Len is wearing, as I'm watching, the listeners, of course, can't see it, is one of our baseball BBQ hats. It's got our little uh, home plate with the crossed uh, tools on it. I'm wearing a, uh, it's a tricolor, it sort of looks like a Montreal Expos hat. It's got the, the, the logo on the back, but on the front, it has our little forkballer mascot guy. So this was the hat that we wore out in the Arizona baseball tournament, the Men's Senior Baseball League 40 and Up World Series. We won. That was a big deal for us. And, Absolutely. Uh, some of the guys behind the uh, the brand, uh, Mike, my partner, was our starting pitcher who uh, won the uh, the championship game. Chuck was another big hitter in the middle of a big rally in the game. And uh, you know, it's we're old at this point, but it still is phenomenal to finish a tournament jumping up and down and pouring beers on each other's heads. What what great fun is that? Uh, that is, and if you want one of our our tournament hats. Uh, if you go to the apparel section of the baseball barbecue uh, barbecue site, you know, baseballbbq.com, you can get a fitted Philly style tournament hat. And if, if folks are into that, that's a cool thing. None of your friends have this hat. Trust me. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. So Brett, does anybody ever come to your uh, baseballbbq.com site and say, wait, where's the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> where's the podcast? <laughs> well, we, we were at a uh, at a sports licensing and tailgate show in Las Vegas, and that was the first question that we got from most of the people who came up to the ba- to the, the booth was, 
what, what time is Jeff and Lennon appearing? And are they going to be doing autographs? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's funny because we get a we get a, a decent amount of international listeners. Is that right? Um, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, sometimes we'll see who, you know, you could tell the country. And uh, the other day we got Hong Kong. Any so, orders so I know from... nothing about the podcast game. You obviously you put the podcast out there. You can tell how many people downloaded, how many people listen over time. It depends on the uh, on the service that we use that people use. But ours, we they for a certain fee, you know, they they give you statistics. So, so what's a pay... good what's a good week a good broadcast for you? Oh, uh, we love when we hit triple digits, we go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when it gets higher, I mean, yeah, but, a you know, when we get years. one. When when just I'm like when Jeff, we started, we got one. <laughs> when we started, when we got ten, we go wow, people listen to us. So but now, so we, now like we're getting hundreds. It's great. The the only murders in the building. Do you have people camping out in front of your house and putting signs up? <laughs> sure. No, not yet. Not yet. Uh, it, we, we, it is funny though. It is funny because uh, every once in a while you do get someone, and then I didn't realize that was you. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you did a podcast. So, you know, podcasting is uh, it's we're not Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, we're not getting typical Spotify or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, then so, again, so after, after the, the podcast airs, I'm going to run to our to our Shopify uh, and, and see a big spike in the traffic. Of, there you uh, go. <laughs> there you, you should. Go. Yeah, you definitely should be right. Uh, Brett, this has been great. Thank you very much. Thanks for the announcement. Thanks for the uh, you know great, great partners. You know, uh, we love you guys yeah. and uh, we love you we, too. We're Thank thrilled you. that you, you know, picked us up out of the uh, <laughs> out of the pile of uh, a million products out there to say these guys are doing something cool. And, uh, you know, we, we are thrilled to come on anytime you need something from us. Let us know. Great. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And I encourage everyone to go to baseballbbq.com. Check out their website. Check out their accessories. Check out their tools. You're going to want to want this stuff. This is great. I mean, I have them and I use them all the time. Yeah. And, you know, they're uh, they're conversation pieces. When you have them out at a barbecue, everyone's like, wow, look at those. They, they are amazing. And as we said during the interview, they are priced reasonably. They really are for what they are. Oh, yeah. Personalized Definitely. tools like that. Absolutely. They are great. So and if you if you didn't get enough of Brett. You can go find him on some of a couple of our uh, past episodes. He's on there as well, along with Mike Mullen, who unfortunately was unable to make this one. But don't worry, they'll be back. And we will be back with episode number 123. Oh, nice segue. You like that? So, huh? Yeah, I, I, you, you've gotten very good. 123 episodes, but you segue real well. (laughs) You, you're very good. You. (laughs) So, Jeff, how do we end it? Baseball always brings you home by our friends. The poet, Shel Krakowski. The musician, Dave Dresser. See ya.